following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Mick Shots. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Nikki Spagnola. Yes, another Victory Monday inside the SWBC podcast studio, and we've got two reasons to celebrate victories on this Monday at noon. Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. The Cowboys victorious on Saturday, and all of us were victorious on Sunday, <laughs> Christmas Day, right? That's right. Everybody yes. had a successful Christmas. Successful. Okay, very good. And now it's a short week. Cowboys locker room was open an hour ago. Mickey Spagnola has emerged from there. We're getting ready for the Tennessee Titans now on Thursday night, right, he Mickey? Smell, he smells like a locker room. Go ahead. On <laughs> to Tennessee, right? We got no time to dawdle around, right? We got to get moving. Come on, man. We can't have some fun and talk about, you know, what just happened. And... No, we'll, we're going to talk well, about yeah, what just okay. happened we're for sure. We're going to talk about it for a long time. All right. Mm-hmm. Any any news from the locker room? Any breaking news from the locker room? Because um, you just got back from there. You know what? I printed out my snap uh, counts, and they didn't print out. Well, is there anyone in particular you need to know about? Well, <laughs> yeah, I'll, 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 I'll let you know. After I've got it called up right now. I'll, I'll let As you we're know. starting the show, I'm writing down snap counts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got the the page with the two guys at the bottom, right? Which are the kicker but and the, the punter. Main, yeah, the main one didn't print out. <laughs> okay, well, if you oh, got it, there a, it is. Oh, never mind. Oh, right. I'm good. Here we go. So, go. so, now, so to kick off, so, so to so to kick off this edition of Mix Shots, Mickey will read off the snap counts for Saturday's a, game. Absolutely, because <laughs> there are a couple we'll get to. Uh, Sam Williams is cleared. To practice. Okay, that was my first question. I wanted to know whether or not you and saw him in the locker room. he is also cleared to live, by the way. Um, how about this? Guess when he bought his new car? Friday. I know. Wednesday night. <laughs> Wednesday night. He didn't even have it 24 hours before. So the accident occurred on Thursday? Thursday. Okay. Two o'clock yep. in the afternoon, yep. maybe something like That's that. That's right, because it was a he had just left the facility, I assume. He was headed home to get with his family that mm-hmm. came in for Christmas. And his brand new probably had stickers still on it, right? It did. Twenty twenty two Z O six Corvette. Yeah. Demolished. Best car in the world. Love Corvettes. Just demolished, and I saw the footage of it. He was—he uh, understood. He said, uh, "My th- my first thoughts were, thank God, it could have been worse," and immediately thought about my son, 
and his mother and that how fragile life is that it could have been over. Mm-hmm. Somebody said, do you have your seatbelt on? He goes, oh, yeah, because if I didn't, I'm not that was it. I'm not here. Mm. And he was talking about uh, getting out of the car. He said he had to push a button to get out of the car, and the lady's car was smoking. And they went over to her car, and he said there was a bunch of people there. They had their phones out, and uh, and he goes, we couldn't get the door open. We had to wait till. You know, the emergency vehicles got there. Right. And they said, well, who'd you call first? And he goes, my hands were so cold, I couldn't dial ah. my phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, they put me in the in the uh, squad car or whatever, and he was able to dial, and he dialed here, and Brian Wansley and Cable, um, to let him know what happened. But, yeah, he said he's very—he said, and I called— and I'm paraphrasing, right? He goes, you never know when that's going to happen. I mm-hmm. called every family member uh, I could think of wow. and just let them know that I was okay mm-hmm. and how much I loved him. So that's crazy, man. He was, I, I uh, didn't know it was, you know. Yeah, you hear reports he, that he was involved in a, in a car accident, and it, was, it came out that he was taken in the, uh, the driver of the other vehicle. They were taken to the hospital for observation, for observation yeah. or, or with minor injuries. Yeah, that's it's, what it seemed like. Well, yeah. he, he's got scars all over his head, and, and I was thinking, oh, he must have hit his head on this or that. And somebody pointed out um, that it, it looked like bruises from your um, airbag exploding uh, in your face. Yeah. And I didn't realize it was hot. The air, I've never had an airbag explode on me. Um, but, yeah, he, he was kind of bruised up. But other than that, he was good. He said when he woke up Saturday, he, was, he said, I was good to go. I can play. And they told him, no, just take the day off. So he said, I spent the day yelling at my television. <laughs> <laughs> hey, tell him to welcome to the club. Right? Yeah. He said, I spent the day yelling at the television, and I forgot the, the term he used. Uh, uh, he said, C.D. Lamb turned me up. So he was, he was big on CD's performance. Yeah. So uh, that was the, probably the biggest thing that came out of the locker room, that he's, he's, he's fine and, and good to go. And the fact that he's talking to the media and everything. Yeah, at first they good. didn't. He said he didn't want to talk about it in, uh, on camera. And then towards the end, um, you know, we kind of made small talk with him. Then he mm-hmm. stood up and said, "Okay, let, let's do. Let's this. do it. Okay, so, so good. Thank All right, God for that. Yes, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, also saw Terrence Steele. He's already had his surgery. Um, he. Big old crutches, big old knee brace, but uh, you know he's on his way. When you're a big old man, you got big old crutches and big old knee braces. All right, um, what a game on, and what an entertaining game mm-hmm. uh, on Christmas Eve. And uh, now, as we do turn our attention towards Tennessee, it's very interesting going forward. Uh, coming out of that game, Cowboys injury wise came out of it well, right, Mickey? Yes. Uh, the Eagles did not. They lost Lane Johnson. I didn't check. Yeah, Lane Johnson apparently has a torn tendon and and his abdomen, and is probably out for the next couple of weeks. They hope to get him back for the playoffs. Okay. And Avante Maddox. Um, uh, he's got a significant toe injury, according to reports, and so he's out. And he was playing lights out the early part of that game, right? The cornerback for yeah. the slot corner for them. 
So, yeah, they, they did. But I, I didn't see – I mean, we didn't get an injury report after the game by right. the Cowboys. So, um, yeah, I think everybody actually got through it and good to go. The other thing, uh, just mention this, and we wanted to get into a lot of the Eagles. Tennessee's got nothing to play for on Thursday. I mean, when you look at the standings in the AFC South, Tennessee plays Jacksonville in the season finale. Jacksonville – would beat Tennessee a couple of weeks ago. And so it doesn't matter whether Tennessee wins or loses this game because Tennessee lost to Houston. They're uh, they're going to be within one game of each other, no matter what the results are this week. So yeah. Tennessee will probably rest players this week. Derrick Henry, I mean, they their important game is next week against Jacksonville. Wow. Doesn't matter what they do against the Cowboys, they have to win the Jacksonville game to make the playoffs and win their division. And, um, Don't so you think they should use this as a nice practice so game, though? if they lose, they're a game behind. I'll pull up the standings here. To, I just want to say, because they, they, they're tied game seven and eight right now, right? And but But Jacksonville beat them. Right, and so if even if they lose and Jacksonville wins this week, okay, Jacksonville would have a one game. Well, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, so no, no, Tennessee's not... ahead of the Jacksonville in the standings. Let I me thought see. they were both seven and eight. Let me see. Let me look it up here. I think I'm pretty sure on that. Uh, maybe it's if they were even. Yep. If if Tennessee beats Jacksonville, they must have a better division record or something to give them the tiebreaker. At this but, point, yeah. I'm looking that up. They're you talk about it. But I'm both seven and eight. But what my point was, though, even if they lose and Jacksonville wins, and they're a game behind, if they beat them, then the, then they're they've split. They've right? split, and so right. whatever the the, division, the division record, record will decide they, it. they must have a better division. But record. for Jacksonville, yeah, I mean, if if they win that last game against them, they're they're in. Well, both right? teams, yeah, both teams. It's going to be a winner take all. Yeah. Um, Last game. Point being, Tennessee's got nothing to play for. Now, tell me what you thought about the Cowboys and the Eagles. Everson, you go first. I thought it was a very uh, unnecessarily exciting game. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I did enjoy, you know, how we were resilient in in almost every phase of the game. But uh, when I look at our defense, I, uh, I keep going back to 1981. I keep going back to last year. To where, you know, not being able to stop our offensive teams, not being able to stop them from moving the chains, it always catches up with you if you show that pattern. I don't care if you change it sometime early on before the playoffs start. If you're not careful, those same bad habits rear their ugly heads when it comes down to those uh, drives where you need it in the playoffs. Right now, this team... Looks great. It's exciting. But I still don't see defensively the toughness that you need, the consistency that we need from our pass rush and our pass defense. Now, having said that, I love the turnovers. That's great. Uh, Minshew's interceptions, those weren't bad passes. Those were great interceptions. Now, let's just be real about that. Those were hell of interceptions by uh, J. Ron Curse, uh, catching it with one hand. Uh, while covering the wide receiver. And, of course, with Bland, just him taking that ball away from him. That's one of the gutsiest uh, moves I've seen the defensive back make here in a long, long time. Of course, you got guys making plays, making interceptions. But for him to not give up on that play when it was uh, could have been just a completion and in the clutch like it was, 
Those were some clutch turnovers. But I hate to have to depend on that defensively for us to win the game. You're asking a lot from your offense, a whole lot from your offense, and it's just unfair. Well, that's who this team is now. In yeah, my yeah, I guess you're right. Right? The, the offense got to score 30-something or 40 uh, to be able to That's scary win to games. Me. That's scary to you me. you got a backup quarterback. And I know Minshew has started and he's played in the league. But until they had 10, the Eagles had 10 possessions. Mm-hmm. The only times the Cowboys stopped them from scoring were the takeaways and the first time in the entire game on downs on the last drive. That's correct. They had not stopped them on downs until that drive. Uh, and um, and it wasn't like offensively we had things under control. No, no. no they we were needed those scrapping. offensive drives. Yes. yes. And, and so here's, here's two things I said to myself during the game that I thought were indicative of the whole thing. The first one was after the – Interception for a touchdown. On the big first possession. <laughs> I I said to myself, this effing team. Right, dude. I think that's the worst you've ever talked on let, this let's, show. Let's, let's. I don't think he's ever said that on the show. Let's, let's. Let's. Do you think he really? <laughs> Said, said it like that, that yeah. or did he say it a different way? Well, we know what you said, but the fact that you made reference to it, that's really saying a lot. That's right. And I was like, do you right. have to like just create this mountain that you have to climb? Well, we, well once we did that, we got them right where we want them. Right? right? And then on third and 30, I said, and I said this out loud, I said, so how would you like to be the offensive coordinator with this play call? Right? And it, as I found out, it was pretty simple. It was simple. T.Y. Hilton said we had a go on both outsides. And I said, so to me, I was thinking it was like the playground. You run as fast as you can to the red kettle. I'm going to throw it as far as I can. <laughs> and you turn around and jump and catch it. That's it. Right? Just like we're out in the street. And by God, if that didn't happen, because there's no third and 30 play call on that play sheet, right? you got to make that up. And and it's like, and, and you don't plan for that, especially since two plays before both failed, right? You lost yardage. You third don't want to depend on that. Right. That's what you're, you just don't want to depend on that kind of greatness to pull yourself out of it. Now, uh, having said that, to just let you know, we could have been doing this all year long. I mean, most teams that you see play now, they take a, a deep shot at least three times a game. Right. And this one you were forced done, to. We've only done two the entire season. And that was a 33-year-old man running down the field. Yeah. And Dak had to throw the ball. I'm thinking since it was a 53-yard completion, he had to be seven, ten yards deep, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he threw the ball almost – 60-some, 70 yards. On the dime. On the dime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. And I thought that just changed the entire momentum of the game. Mm-hmm. And as T.Y. told us here a little while ago, he said, you know what? He goes, if I didn't get my legs tangled up, he goes, I'm scoring because the safety ain't bringing me down. Yeah. He goes, but I got my legs tangled. Uh, and he thought that when he took off and he knew he was even with Slay, 
He said, "Oh, I got this." Yeah, well, he goes, "Wide receivers usually know." Because he said, "He yeah. said I got another gear. He ain't seen it mm-hmm. yet. <laughs> <laughs> He's just the best." And and how about this? So, with family in town, my brother-in-law paid, played baseball at FIU, so he decided. I need to put my sweatshirt on. <laughs> so he puts his FIU sweatshirt on and T.Y. Hilton stars, right? Mm-hmm. I told T.Y. Hilton the story, and he goes, that's crazy, man. That is, that's crazy. That's pretty cool, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, do you think that from here on we're going to get uh, more consideration for deep passes? I mean, Well, I don't know, but all I know is that's eight straight games scoring 25 points or more. Mm-hmm. That's pretty strong. It is. And, and – you know, I, I know the Eagles didn't have their quarterback, but they had their defense, right, except for when Maddox got hurt. Uh, and they were pretty good defensively all yeah. year. And you put that many points on them? They can say what they want about the backup quarterback. The way we scored on their defense, right? that's indicative of how good we are offensively right now. Well, the way that game was playing out the the first three quarters, so Mickey pointed out they're scoring virtually every possession. I mean, how much better could Jalen Hurts have done? <laughs> I mean, yeah, he, right? Yeah. It's not much, well when you look at it, Jalen has has uh, one game that's better passing yards than three fifty five. I think he had three eighty something. Now, uh, now this the Colts. Yeah, this is the difference though. Is uh, and and the thing that Jalen Hurts has done and. I mean, you pointed out great how Cowboys couldn't stop them. Well, they ha- they were able to get those turnovers in the fourth quarter and get the stop at the and end they of the count. game. And, yeah, they, and count. they count. Yeah. yeah. They when Hurts is the quarterback for them, and, and one of the great things that he's done this season, he's thrown five picks, but his ability to run the football, giving them a second running back, they've been able to control games, and they haven't turned the ball over. As a, on the season, mm-hmm. they're like tops in the league in giveaways, yeah. and they gave the ball away four times in this game. That that has a yeah. The total reflection on the game is different. The, the, they have control of the games uh, when he's been in there. No doubt. No, but he's also. With five picks on the season, he's he's been prone to throw a pick here and there too. So um, there's no like saying that. that he couldn't have done the same thing because those weren't bad throws were Minshew made. Yeah, throws. they were good defensive yes, plays that uh, both um, Curse made and Bland. And Bland. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, we're just getting started on this edition of Big Shots as uh, Mickey counts <laughs> up all the snap counts. That's right, sure I got them now. Right from <laughs> Saturday's game, and we've got much more when we continue in just a moment. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. We paid how much for those lessons? Shh, she's doing great. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, can you pass me a Pepsi Zero Sugar? <sighs> great job, honey! Oh. oh, look at that. That's not the end. No way. Now it's time for the encore. You know what? You're right. Five times? Not enough times. For everyone who traded in rock concerts for their kids' recitals, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like. (sighs) Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. You hear that? I'm a torrential downpour. 
Torrential? What's that even mean? It means you can't see out of your windshield. And if you have the wrong car insurance, you might have to make it rain to fix your bumper. So switch to Allstate, save money, and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the Cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Back, back, to Mick Shots. Cape Post Roofing and Waterproofing, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. From corporate homes to your home, have your roof checked by choice, not by chance. Call now. 214-225-4860, kpostcompany.com. Okay, do we uh, want to look at our picks to click from the game on oh, Saturday? Something must have I think we Let do. You guys must well, I know what happened with yourselves. Everson. Well, we you... sure didn't get the scores right, I'll guarantee you that. <laughs> Let me see. You were in the 30s, weren't you? I had 30 to 26 because remember, I yes, my, your gas. I, yeah. <laughs> he filled Harrison. up his tank, and it was. I thought you know the cold weather was coming in. <laughs> the cold weather. I did not know that. No, the bro. cold weather was coming in, and so <laughs> you know because it was it fell on Thursday morning. Okay, that which was our last show, right? And it it fell. Down, I mean, the temperature was right. plummeting. It was down already to 26 <laughs> degrees on its way to 6 degrees. I said, I'm going to top off my tank. And so I'm just going to put 30, 30 bucks in, Everson. And so it came out to 30, 26. 30, and so that was my score, 30 to 26. Well, that very si- Well, it missed it by only 10 points, Mickey. 10. Okay. 40 to 34, right? Yeah. Okay. No, so not, what was your pick? Scores, none of the scores were worth the crap. I think mine was 28, 24. Okay. Was that what mine was? So my, we were um, close. So I'm closer. Like, 27, yeah. 18. Something yeah. like that. You were 27, 18? Yeah. I didn't think okay, that defense was the would be That was like the halftime. And my, my, my player was uh, D-Law. My player was No, D-Law. your player was Sam Williams. No, we, you gave me another <laughs> shot. You gave me another shot. You, you said you were going to give me grace, and you did. Because you gave – yeah, you made your pick. Yeah, because it actually occurred Thursday afternoon. That's, so I, I said, it's, it's a Christmas season. I'm in a giving mood. Give you can go ahead and get a mulligan. And, and so I you did. went with D-Law. Mm-hmm. All right, Mickey, do you remember who you and picked? Sam Williams got a mulligan, too. Yes, he did, yeah. my brother. Um, Why did I pick Dak Prescott? No. I think no. I did. You may have. I think no, I did. No, Chris has it. Chris has it because he sent it to me, I think. Oh, he did? Yeah. Okay, I'm oh, looking I'm yeah, looking through text right. messages right <laughs> like, now. I don't have it. I don't have it. You don't well, have who it. would you pick, Bill? I, I don't even remember. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Who did I? I picked Pollard. 
I picked Tony Pollard. Well, you're, okay. you're out, so yeah, I'm the only out. one that could win. Okay, so you win. Okay, yeah. Mickey wins. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, what else is on your legal pad? Um, a couple things. So we saw how they started off the game at cornerback mm-hmm. uh, with Deron Bland playing left corner, Mackenzie mm-hmm. uh, Alexander playing in the slot, and then suddenly they made a change. They put Nashawn Wright out at left corner mm-hmm. when they had to go nickel and move Bland back inside and checked out. This is what I was looking for for the uh, snap counts. Mm-hmm. Deron Bland played 94% of the snaps, 67 of 71. And Nashawn Wright, and I got to go back and look this up, this might be the most snaps he's played in a significant game with the game still on the line. Right. He played 38 snaps, 54%, and Alexander played 14. So I'm wondering if this is indicative of what they do going forward. Because I thought Nashawn Wright played pretty well. Yeah. And um, his high number of snaps this season has been 19 against Jacksonville. And that's and I'll guarantee you that's prob- this is probably for his career. I was just talking to him. And he goes, well, man, you know, he goes, uh, I understood my role, but you had to be ready for your opportunity. And if you – and I don't – for some reason I left my play-by-play behind, but I think I can find it on here. On, the, on Philadelphia's last drive – um, he made the tackle. So on the second and uh, it was the second and five play, maybe because I wrote down right. So he must have made the tackle. Uh, it was a six-yard gain, I think. Mm-hmm. And he kept the guy. That was the first play of the drive. Was it six yards to Zach Pascal? There was another one though. It was later because I wrote down. Right. And he stopped the guy from making. He a, stopped a the first guy down. from getting out of bounds, and he said, "I realized when I was talking to him today that I had to keep him from going forward. I forced him to go out backwards." Yeah. And he said, "After," and he goes, "Go back and look at it." And for those of you that are watching this, he said, "After I did that, I was winding my arm." Yes, that's yeah, right. I saw that. That's right. I Clock's got to no, run. No, that was sure that did. was, I believe, on the first play. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And he said, "I was winding yes. my arm." Well, the other arm. thing he I did, I was helping the referee out. Right. The, the other he said, thing, but I knew I had to. At the same I told time, him yeah. I knew I had to keep him from going forward. So pretty good play on his. That, that shows that he, he understands the rule on it yes, too, right. because yeah. because it, he was right on the sideline. I mean, if uh, the official could have blown that call, right? Yeah, you know. I was surprised that he did mm-hmm. wind it. Well, the I other mean, thing he, he took a look at last week. Uh, yeah. was it last week or, uh, with the Jacksonville, the Jacksonville game where uh, Jaron was trying to keep the guy from going. And he out scrambled out of bounds. His forward progress. Yes. I mean, he, so he that's was something. I'm sure that was a teaching point, right, in the meeting room sure. uh, after that game. Well, the, the other thing Wright did on the uh, second and 10 play at the 19-yard line, Devontae Smith in the back of the end zone. Now, he was going to be hard-pressed to get his feet down anyway, yeah, but right. he knew the rule there, and he forced him out of out right sure the back did. of the end that zone. Good. So, so I'll be interested to see what they do going and forward. And, you know, the thing on the Sean Wright is 
when the Cowboys drafted him, they got you know a lot of the so-called draft experts said, oh, they took him two rounds too high, whatever. They knew when they drafted him that he might take some time, you know, um, in making the transition into the NFL. Yeah. But if you look at his college tape at Oregon State and you look at how he's played, I mean, he's got some feistiness to him. You know, he's got uh, some playmaking ability. Intellect. Uh, yeah, a intellect. Yeah, also. There, there you go. And um, and he had eight. Eight tackles, six and he's and, and he's got that physique they're looking for, you know. Yeah, what is he? You say six, six four? four. Man, yeah, that is that's pretty cool. Right, it's, it, we hadn't had a cornerback around here that tall. I, I don't think ever have we ever had a six four cornerback. Uh, well, they moved that guy to safety. <laughs> it was Mokwamu. Ah, in yeah. that same draft, okay. right? I understand. I understand. Uh, but that, other than that, that's, that's yeah. unique around here. And that was, his biggest opportun- that was his biggest opportunity. Uh, and he had two pass defense. He had one tackle for a loss. That's that's major uh, contribution. Right. And he said when we were talking about it, you know, waiting for his turn and everything, he goes, I'm not new to the situation. He goes, there's millions and thousands of people dying to be in my shoes. And I, I thought that was a pretty good, you know, like, okay, I understand my role, but mm-hmm. I got to be ready when the opportunity he comes. Was, he was active. He right? was active the entire game. Okay, let me ask you this. You asked if we ever had a 6'4 cornerback. Cornerback. Now, what would be – what height 60 years ago would have been the equivalent height to a 6'4 cornerback now? When you six, just 6'2". 6'1". Cornell Green was 6'3". So there was, there's your quote unquote six four oh, cornerback stud, that the Cowboys but he had. Was also a time. safety, like yeah. you were talking. He moved to safety. I got mm-hmm. all pro at both mm-hmm. positions. Yeah, that is something that's unique as well. Now speaking of corners, with Bland, it was the last time they had a rookie corner with th- five, five interceptions uh, ever. And those, well, yeah, of course. No, four. no, I think I saw something different. <laughs> oh, the, oh last the last time. The last time. time. Yeah. Last yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta go back too far for me. Actually, yeah. he he said Bland. It says Bland's five interceptions are tied for fourth all time among Cowboy rookies, and ranks second among NFL rookies behind Seattle's Tariq Woolen mm-hmm. with six. Who's, who's a Pro Bowler out right. of Fort so Worth, Arlington Heights High School right. runs a four two something, <laughs> and he's right. about and how tall is he? He's about six four. That's right. And now these uh, last time a rookie had five Mickey, picks. Mickey said his name like if he what did I ever, say it? Who, you said somebody named Tariq Woolen. <laughs> I mean, that's what it sounded he's like, only right? Balling. He's only balling out. All he's right. only balling out of his mind, Spag. Well, I don't know who he is. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, we thought you were a reporter. Uh, yeah, I don't report on 32 teams, okay? I love it. Go ahead. Uh, give me the list. When I want he, the list. When did he do it? Tariq? Yeah. This year. Okay. He's doing he's it He's a rookie now, this so year. He, he made the Pro more. Bowl. Yeah. yeah he, he ran like a 4 2 9 at the combine. <laughs> okay. You need to look inside my big green notebook. Good, good for him. <laughs> Copy that stuff for him. <laughs> the last was 2002. Smart guys. Okay. Who was it? <laughs> rookie in 2002. That's, uh, that's right before Terrence. Well, I know Newland. what school he went to. Oklahoma? I was going to say Ohio State. Roy Williams. Roy Williams is one, but he was a safety. Yeah. Yes, that's right. And the other, so Derek, Derek Ross. That Where same year? School? Same school, same year. Ohio State? 
I don't know. No, Derek Ross went to. I thought he went to. I don't know. A and M Amarillo. I remember one. Kid, <laughs> I, remember, I, remember, I remember they had one kid around here. I don't remember his number, but he had gotten a few interceptions. He was really feeling himself. And he's like, yeah, man, I've been balling. He's telling the reporters, he's like, man, what's the record for interceptions I'll here? have you know Derek Ross went to the Ohio State oh, University. That's the Boom. That's I'm talking about. Bam. That's the guy I'm talking about who was, right the, there. who was the guy that went to uh, A&M? What's the college in Amarillo? It's actually in Canyon. Canyon. That would be Dwayne Thomas. <laughs> no. No. In 2002, smart <laughs> Hey, man, we got so much information here, yeah. man. You all know. right. Well, we'll we're running down your list. Who is it? We just trying to put it together for you. That's all. He was the knucklehead that was a rookie and didn't show up for his first day of training camp. And he didn't call It was him. West Texas State University. Yeah, and, now Texas State. and now it's West Texas yes. A&M. Yeah. Okay, West Texas. But no, I just remember the guy because he was feeling <laughs> happy about those few interceptions. Uh, and, well, it was. Uh, it is. I mean, Canyon is a suburb. I told you where it was. <laughs> who else is on that list? I want you to tell me who it was. I have no idea. <laughs> okay. You're the master. That's it. Tell us, sir. Just those two guys. Just those two. Okay. They were the last two. Yeah. No, but uh, who else was on the list? I, I'm on trying to get to list? Evers. The, you said that. I only have the these these two guys the oh. last time. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I don't have who's Can we say who has the most fourth. as a rookie? Well, we, we probably would be very yeah. comfortable pointing that out. Yeah, I guess. And how many was that? Um, that was a lot. Tw- 21? It was a lot. It was 11. It was a lot. 11 and 2 in the postseason. A lot. For 13. Of, it was a lot of them. A lot, a lot of them. That's what give it me, was. Give me the, the media guide. <laughs> Mickey's going to look up something in the media guide, and we're going to have the results of whatever he looks up <laughs> coming up next here on Mix Shots. <laughs> we paid how much for those lessons? She's doing great. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, can you pass me a Pepsi Zero Sugar? Great job, honey! Oh. oh, look at that. That's not the end. No way. Now it's time for the encore. You know what? You're right. Five times? Not enough times. For everyone who traded in rock concerts for their kids' recitals, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like. <sighs> Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. You hear that? I'm a torrential downpour. Torrential? What's that even mean? It means you can't see out of your windshield. And if you have the wrong car insurance, you might have to make it rain to fix your bumper. So switch to Allstate, save money, and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. 
the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back, back, back. To Mick Shots. Need a last-minute holiday idea? Oh, it doesn't say Christmas. It says holiday, so mm-hmm. we can qualify this. Give the gift of the Cowboys with a Dallas Cowboys United membership. Gift your super fan an annual fan club membership and fan pack for as little as $20. Tis the season. Learn, learn, <laughs> learn more at <laughs> DallasCowboys.com slash United. <laughs> I don't know okay. why. What was learn, that? learn looked like lean to me. <laughs> wow. Okay, Man. we continue on with mixed shots. Christmas hangover. Final <laughs> 10 minutes of the show here. Mickey has the much anticipated answer to his own trivia question about the Cowboys DB from A&M West Texas Amarillo. A&M, A&M Amarillo. <laughs> and it was in the 2000 season, and the answer is... Kareem Lattimore. Larimore. Larimore. Kareem Larimore. Yes. Mm-hmm. No wonder I didn't get it right. I was looking up Lattimore. Kareem Larimore out of West Texas A&M. Well, I'm glad we got that off. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's great All stuff. right. Now that we got that cleaned up, mm-hmm. let's go on to what's important. And what is important is uh, how the Cowboys are back to work after a Christmas holiday of one day. And Mike McCarthy has his press conference at 3 o'clock this afternoon. That's right. right. Okay. And so for this offense that needs to keep functioning at a high level, what does two targets to T.Y. Hilton do for opposing defenses, knowing that he had a P.I. on the first one. He should have had a P.I. on the second one. And he was being That's held. Right. That's right. Really oh, he had an answer over. for that, too. What did he say? <laughs> what did he <laughs> he say? said, I didn't, realize, I didn't realize I was being held until I went back and looked at it. He goes, when, when, when uh, you know, growing up as a whatever wide receiver, I'm just supposed to make contested catches. That's it. Love he, it. He's been doing it. And see, it's not just his speed. This guy is shifty in the slot, which I don't want to take CD out the slot because CD is balling out of control. But he is able to do the uh, to, to perform the intermediate routes as well as the deep route. He is to me the closest we're going to get to Amari Cooper in regards to being precise in everything that he does. So, so that was the other one I was going to look up. Oh, and by, and by the way, I, I like to give the, the Twitter people some some love. Mr. Tefers says Wright made the tackle on third and two that prevented a first down and held them to a field goal. Oh, and earlier in the game. Yes. Oh, okay. That's yes. right. He did. So yeah, these are these are clutch plays made by a, a clutch player. Mm-hmm. So so Hilton was on a pitch count and. I think McCarthy, they asked him, and he said, I don't know, it was like 20 or 30. He had 12 snaps. That's it. Hmm. 
So I'm imagining those two plays, the cornerbacks, their hair is going to be standing up yeah. on edge now. Those are some good cornerbacks that were beating. Yeah. That's a good second. Slay, that right? They were beating. I think it yes. was Slay both times. Yes. As and I Slay remember. said, now the safety was supposed to get over the top. Yeah, I would have said it yeah. too. Well, now, hold up now. I've been there too. Now, hold up. <laughs> I mean, nobody believes me. Come on. <laughs> but now, uh, when you. That's why he didn't run as fast to keep up with him. Well, I don't know if that was a two-man, but he looked like he was trying to stay even with him. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. that that To me, that just looked like a perfect pass. But you did see the safety come over late. Yeah. Now On the 53. On the 53. Now, I didn't know if he came from the middle of the field or did he come from half the field. I didn't see the pre-game, pre-snap lineup. And so if you, if you see the pre-snap alignment, then you'll know what defense they're playing. I don't think he was single high. I think he had – that half, half, half the field. If yeah. he's got half the field, he's got to be over there. But he was too late. Yeah. He was too late. And, and hey, I don't mind beating uh, safeties as well. But it wasn't like the safety said, okay, I mean, the corner said, I'm playing underneath because right. I, got, I got help. Mm-hmm. He was running as fast he as he was, can. He was mad that the safety didn't come over. That was his post-game uh, comment. So the, he said, my safety has got to be there. Yeah, well, I would have said it too. <laughs> so... Would you have said that in the post-game comments? If it ain't true, I wouldn't say that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to throw my safety under the bus. Mm-hmm. I, I can't. And, and I, I, Mike Downs? I throw Mike Downs under the bus? And, That's and my he, dude. And he didn't throw Vince Alpert <clears throat> under the bus in Arizona. Un, un, until. <laughs> until. Jeez, I got I to tell the truth. I'm not going to lie. You know what I mean? The truth is the truth. So you can't. you can't throw yourself on the sword to where you're lying. Right. I mean, that, that's just not being honest. So anyway. Twelve snaps. Can he can he get twenty four, twenty five? Next sure. gen. I like I like the ramp up. Yeah. Okay. Next gen stats had him at nineteen point three miles an hour. Hmm. On that on that play. Oh, he can do better. He in like somebody, he said. He's somebody asked him what's what mm-hmm. what was your top? He goes, I think it was like twenty two points. I can see it. I can see it. I can see it. And he can stop on a dime. See, it's not just about running. Fast. If I'm not going, see, but if you're running. Uh, I understand it's all yeah, computer know, generated know, or whatever, but if you're running right alongside Darius Slay, who's to say that the 19 miles an hour was Darius Slay's time and, and <laughs> no, T.Y. was on right. the other side? No, well, no, well, no, you, no. you got to get rid of no, hey, you got the, the, hey. the, the speed gun. That's, <laughs> that's <laughs> what he tells the policeman. <laughs> that other car that was, was going that right along with that me. That was the other black truck. <laughs> <laughs> yep, How do you know that. it was me? <laughs> I, but to me, though, you were talking about snap counts. The most impressive, I don't know about impressive, but unusual or scary for your defense, the snap count for the punters. Non-existent. There, there was one. one there was snap. one punt in the game, right? It Was that it? Come on, man. That's crazy. Yeah, one punt. I mean, we're going to play some defense here? I know. I mean, we're going to play some defense. Okay, here? but this you know crazy. who you know who played defense. Anthony Barr had his best game, and he I did. know we've kind of picked on him a little bit. He did fifty-five snaps, and he was was he tied for the lead or second for the lead in tackles? And he and, almost made an interception. And he had a very important fumble recovery. Yeah, he too. did. So um, that was that was an impressive performance by him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they get you know when you have so many plays where they're successful uh, on the other side of the ball, you got to have somebody that's got to hold it down. And then we start we start talking about having poise, you know. And I think that's what the defense did show. They didn't just collapse completely. 
Right. Even though we were giving up, they, they were moving the chains over and over again. We still had the poise to make the turnovers. And that reminds me so much of 81. You can say what you want about it. We gave up too many big plays. Yeah. The chains were moving too often. And, again, no sacks. No sacks. And as a matter of fact, I think— now that's not like 81. We had sacks. Right. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and, the, and the other part was I, I don't think they had a quarterback hit. Mm-hmm. Now, how does that happen? But, again, they got zeroed out. But that last possession, when it got to the 19, Ooh, that pressure the was pressure coming. was coming, it right? Was coming. They didn't hit him, Mm-mm. but it came to the point he said, I got to get rid of the football. The pressure was also there for the running back when he fumbled the ball. Right. Because first, Parsons scared the heck out of him. He didn't know where he came from. He made an inside move, very abrupt. As soon as he got the ball, he's like, oh, there he is. He tries to move this way. There's Watkins. And then if I'm not mistaken, there was another a D lineman that came in. D-Law. Yeah. D-Law came around. And you got, I don't know, I couldn't tell if someone knocked it out of his hands. But I do know he was startled enough to where he was not conscious I of think what they, he was doing with I the ball. If I remember correctly, they gave Carlos Watkins, uh, he hit. He had a forced fumble, so I'm that right. must have been that was it. It's yeah. on that yeah. play. Yeah. But it was very slight, yeah. but it was enough to where it's like, when you have running backs that, that have fumbles, I remember we, we were working with, uh, we were talking about Zeke at one point. He would get hit first, and that would stun you. So now you don't know what, you don't really have a concept of where the ball is, then it's the second hit that causes the damage. Right. Well, but the first hit you was the one You survive that, it, right? You survive it. And With this one, it was, a, it was a mental hit because when, when Parsons came inside, he immediately had to make a move he was not ready to make. And then he was trapped. As when he was trapped in there, and that's when Watkins slapped at it. Is that what happened yeah. last night to the Arizona running back <laughs> on the pitch out? It was Eric Scissor's hands. Right. right. Uh, I thought they hit him in the face first. I, didn't. Oh. I, I thought so, too. Yeah. I mean, they could have ran out the game. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. Oh. That's right. Uh, Mickey, as we close out uh, mixed shots, yes. uh, how about we mention the uh, passing of Sam Blair? Sam Blair was the first uh, professional football beat writer uh, in North Texas going back over 60 years ago. And uh, I actually had just learned of his passing yesterday. Uh, I don't normally look at the obituary page, but I did. Well, here uh, it is. Yesterday in the Dallas Morning News, and he actually passed away peacefully on December 11th, two weeks ago at the age of 90. Wow. Woodrow Wilson High School, University of Texas. Uh, just reading from his obituary here. Uh, One of the nicest guys. Yeah. You know what? If somebody 41 asked year career at the yeah. Dallas Morning News. He was the lead sports columnist to the Dallas Morning News and sports editor. And for 41 years. Uh, I talked to him all the time. And he was a yep. contributor to the Cowboys Weekly and even I, probably even when it became the Star uh, Magazine. And, and look, he was uh, inducted into the Texas High School Football. Hall of Fame, the North Texas legends from the press club of Dallas, and UT's Daily Texan Hall of Fame. So, I mean, he's been around. And, and you know what? When somebody's was gonna, I knew somebody's going to ask me, what do you remember about Sam? Nicest guy you ever met. Period. Even, mm-hmm. even when us newspapers were warring, he, he, he was always just That's nice. why I like talking to him. A real mm-hmm. gentleman. Because he was never that guy yeah. digging for anything. Right. Mm-hmm. It was just basically just a conversation. And we had, when we did uh, our, our, our documentary on, um, 
I want to say it was called black and white maybe on uh, what the race situation was in Dallas uh, in the early 60s and what the players had to deal with. Some of them, you know, admitting they were playing with a black player for the first time in their lives because they went to southern universities. Mm -hmm. And Sam was really good at at remembering things. And uh, it was a really fun – we went to his house and it was a really fun interview uh, with him. He was so gracious – Really nice guy. Yeah. Also authored nine books, including uh, books on Roger Staubach, Bob Lilly, Earl Campbell, Grant Taff, and Lee Trevino, which tells you a lot about his relationship with uh, so with, many different types yeah, of players yeah. and different yeah. sports. And, yeah. a, and the trustworthiness that he had with uh, those athletes and so 41 forth. 41 years. That, that's I'm, a, I'm pretty yeah. sure that he has my quotes in a lot of his books because we talked a lot. And it was just good to talk. Like you said, nobody was – it wasn't about, you know, trying to – uh, got you questions or anything like that? Well, I remember even doing our legend shows, and I can't remember specifically the players, but players from the '60s. They used to talk about relationship with the me- members of the media, and they they would socialize with Sam Blair, you know, after games and stuff. It just shows the you can difference. Trust him. You yeah, can trust him. The, that was that was no one trying to leak anything. He, yeah. whatever you told him, it stayed in his yeah. safe. Yeah. 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 90, so anyway, ninety years old. Yep. Wow. Yep. So uh, uh, condolences to uh, the Blair family and uh, a lot of. And in fact, as a kid growing up, and you may feel the same way, Everson. Uh, I just would open up my Dallas Morning News, and there was there the Sam was Blair right column. You know, <laughs> and the Times Herald had Blackie Sherrod, and then he yeah. went to the Morning News later. But then Sam was the lead sports columnist. So. A little difference between Blackie and yeah, Sam. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> How about this? Um, and, and this was an interesting note in his uh, obit. It said, while covering the Cowboys game in D.C., a colleague, colleague introduced him to the White House correspondent, Karen Klinfelter. They married in 1970. So he met his wife covering a Cowboys game. Wow. How about that? Hmm. There you go. All right. That does it for this edition of Mix Shots. And we will shout at you again tomorrow. And we'll need to get Everson's picks to click sure as will. well. See? Get okay. Well, we're, we're going to have to get we'll, everybody's we'll get, picks That's to right. Click. But, but uh, Everson is on the road tomorrow. Oh, so. you mean ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. that's okay. right. All, right. All right. So we'll talk at you again noon tomorrow here on Mix Shots. Go Cowboys. And no mulligans this time. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about- Yeah!